There are so many ways to save at your friendly neighborhood Safeway. And now, save even more with over 7,000 lower prices on the things you buy most. Save today on Chiquita Bananas. They're just 49 cents a pound. Selected varieties of 32-ounce Lucerne Chunk or Shredded Cheese are $6.99. And use your club card to get a value pack of Signature Farms Chicken Drumsticks, Thighs, or Leg Quarters. They're only $1.29 a pound. Safeway. Come in and explore. Welcome back. It's the Brisbane Football Review, powered by Outside90.com. And welcome back to segment two of the Brisbane Football Review here in the Switch 1197 studios for the Outside 90 Fan Network. It's James Scott and Woz with you right now for what will no doubt be the most fun segment we've done in the last 22 weeks. Right, Scott? Could be. Yeah, so we're going to talk about the Raw's Asian Champions League game last night. Or not. No, I suppose we should. It, was it a, happened, right? It was a bit of a disaster, wasn't it, Woz? It was a disaster from start to finish. I, I, I honestly can't think of a good thing to say about the game. I can't think of a shot we had on target. I think there were a couple, but there were ones that by the time they reached the keeper, they were just sort of dribbling. Yeah. The shot count was something ridiculous, like 30 to 10. Absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. And from start to finish, really, the Raw were pretty much outplayed by Ulsan, and it showed in the final scoreline, 6-0. It which... was a repeat of the Wellington game against a better opposition, and they uh, yes pay for it far more than Wellington did. A side that could actually make them pay, but... Look, let's just get started with some of the Facebook comments. Scott, you're going to bring those up on yours? Okay, I had them open. Just keep talking for a minute, James. I definitely won't Okay, so the first one from Griffin, who was on two weeks ago. Um, Hang on, where has it gone? Oh, yeah, by the way, Griffin, we don't need you for this week's show. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, can't complain. Can't compete at that level. We don't have the ability financially, technically, or tactically. Our small squads, eyes, and lack of depth create problems. and, And the stagnating league, when you play three games against nine teams who remain largely the same level means that our progression compared to the leagues in Asia is minimal. Yeah. That's the first one. And I think it's a really, I think that raises a really good question is how much benefit is there playing the same nine teams with not a lot of variation? I think, I think this is a point that the guys on TV were making last night as well about the competitiveness of the A-League compared to some of these Asian leagues and some of the barriers that the A-League teams have got to go through. Well, if there's any good news to come out of the two results last night, it is that that's now the conversation, that what needs to change in Australian football, because some things do need to change. 18 goals to one in four, five games now, but between A-League clubs against HCL clubs this year or something. Yeah, but the Raw did have the, uh, the only team that's gotten a point so far. So, <laughs> Yep, against the group leaders, let's be honest. Yeah, you know, there's always some positives to take out of that. But I think Griffin made a really good point there about what, what struggles there are where I think these teams get so used to certain things working like we've seen it so many times with the raw having the overlapping fullbacks Broich might feed what used to be Stefanudo and last night was Kai Rolls with those guys pushing forward and that just gets cut out by quicker faster more well-drilled opposition in Asia and a, a team that just physically wasn't really up for doing that last night as well we might get to some of the reasons of things you can do about it later on yeah there are a couple of comments that we can't read due to the uh, explicit yes, nature ben, of we are them. not reading your comment out <laughs> we appreciate the contribution though uh, I've got one from Terry Lucas here talking about, yeah, again, A-League clubs can't compete with cashed-up leagues from Asia. Things aren't going to happen. And he brings up the salary cap yeah. question. Is the salary cap really what's holding back an A-League? No, not completely. You, you, you've got to look back to last year at what Sydney did, 
and, and, and what Victory did. They did okay. They got, both got out of their groups. It, it obviously is a limiting factor, but you can go to Shanghai and win 2-0. So there are things you can do within the salary cap, but it, yes, it holds certain sides back, but let's be honest, if we pull the salary cap out, how many sides are going to be able to, to spend a lot? Yeah. yeah. This is the point. It's, it's one small reason why the A-League teams are struggling in Asia, but it's not the full reason. And if you do remove the salary cap, I mean, we all know what's going to happen in terms of the A-League. It's going There's to, got to be some yeah. form of regulation, but that's the topic for another day. I don't think it's the biggest reason. I think scheduling is by far and away the biggest reason. And to Waz's point, when Raw had their best team on the field against Shanghai, they put in a fantastic performance. They put out a half, half a team against Ulsan and they got absolutely destroyed. I think if they had more time to prepare for these games... They would have a far, everyone would have a far better chance. And look, it feels, I feel bad making excuses, but Kai Rolls got caught out big time there. I think Hingit was worse than Rolls as well if we're going to start talking about individual players. Yeah, well, I was just going to specify like guys like Rolls and Crestani who, yeah, they're young guys learning how to play at a professional level. And I'm wondering what exactly is that going to do for their confidence? Look, n- not a lot. If you play them in the A-League, the confidence goes, goes up because they know what the, the, the benchmark is, what the level is, and, and, and they're not getting outclassed. Last night, they were outclassed. And I think the young kids did all right. I, I, yeah. I agree. Hingit on, on the right was, was almost embarrassing at one point. Um, so it's not helping. We shouldn't be playing kids in Asia. We should be playing them in the A-League, and we should have our senior players out on, on, on the ACL. And it's, all, it's almost crazy to think that maybe Franz Tyson actually had it right a few years ago when he said, all right, we're going to play... Yeah. The, the first team in the Asian Champions League try and get out of the group. Now, unfortunately, that didn't work. But then you see guys, you know, with jersey numbers in the 30s and 40s coming on for an A-League game. In fairness, though, back then, two years ago, the Raw had no shot of really making the A-League finals on, until the Perth fiasco happened. And I mean, I think at that point, our A-League season was over anyway. So he had no no reason not to go all in on the Champions League. Now we've at least got we've got both to go for. That's a, that's a big problem as well. But with the scheduling, I mean... Tuesday, Saturday to Tuesday is... It's not that great. That doesn't happen. I mean, people say, yeah, the teams do it in Europe, but they don't play Saturday, Tuesday. They go Saturday, Wednesday. Or then they go Wednesday to the Sunday. They would have far more time to prepare for these games because if you're leaving Brisbane on, Saturday, on Sunday morning and you're flying into Ulsan Monday afternoon, it, uh, I mean, you've got... It's not enough time to prepare. It's not. It's, look, one of the mistakes we make is comparing it to Europe. Yeah. If you're Arsenal, you don't get to Heathrow Airport and wait for a sh- scheduled flight to wherever you're playing. You jump on the Arsenal jet and yeah. you fly direct to the airport that, that, that you're playing it. And the same when you come back. Our guys have got to go, got to go through a lot, a lot of travel to get there. So uh, the scheduling's got to improve, without yep. a doubt. If, if we don't, we are going to have the same problem year after year. And I think we've got to increase the squad sizes, at least for the ACL side. It's no coincidence that the teams that on played Saturday and Saturday and Tuesday both got destroyed last time, particularly for West Sydney Wanderers. I know this is the Brisbane Football Review, but when you've got to go to Perth and then to Shanghai, that's a bit much. Yeah. And they've known that the particularly the Wanderers and Adelaide were in the Champions League for sure back in, in May last year when they're doing the draw. Surely you start scheduling I'd be smart about it and say no games in Perth for those teams. Yeah. A more favourable home draw towards the end of the year for those teams. I know with Brisbane at least it was a fifty fifty, but for Adelaide and the Wanderers there's no reason why they should be playing those sort of long-haul A-League trips. Yeah, but even for Brisbane, right? We've got two away games in Perth this season. When did the FFA schedule them? During the yeah. ACL. Now, you can argue they didn't know we were going to be in the ACL, but for crying out loud, it's take a punt. Yeah. yeah. Have a bit of faith in your teams, I think, would be the appropriate thing to it's say. It's nine games in 32 days or something it's been so far. Yeah, uh, eight and 31, I think, was yeah. the start I saw. And we were talking about this before we recorded this segment, is how many guys have actually played in pretty much every minute of every game? I'm thinking Matt Mackay missed... One game when he broke his nose. I think it was Muantong last week, was yep. it? Yep. Yep. 
So he's missed one game. So he's played eight. He also, I think, he went off in the um, second half against Global. Halftime sub in that game. But yeah, he played, started every other game. Okay, so that's seven 90-minute games and a 45-minute stint in 31 days. That's a lot of minutes. I'm not going to... North is the most. He's played every game bar one. And I think it's finally starting to show where his passing isn't as crisp as it should be. And yeah, we're starting to see the impact of that. Yeah, look, I agree. I think if, if, when you look at the entire squad, Mackay can play, Mackay can back up, yeah. right? I think North isn't far off, but he's starting to show his age. Now, that, that's, a, that's a hell of a compliment yeah. to say you're starting to show your age when you've played that amount of minutes in that amount of and time. And you're in your mid-30s as well. That's it. So tremendous uh, fitness that they've got. But then you start to look around the rest of the squad. Broish can't cope with it. Yeah. Uh, some of the other players clearly can't cope with it because we're now picking up soft yeah. injuries. So we have to play the kids more. And this is the thing, maybe, maybe we got our recruitment wrong at the start of the year in terms of depth, because we've got a lot of young players who are unproven, and there's not a lot. We started the year with five senior defenders. Look, I'd agree with that. And I think Daniel Bowles gets injured, and then all of a sudden, I think you get another injury to Corey Brown, and you're down to your bare bones with depth. So. Yeah, we had one too many attackers, one too yeah. few defenders. That's caught us out. But again, if we go back to last winter and the winter before, what did we have? We had the annual crisis. That's got to be over this yeah. year. You've got to give John Aloisi a full winter to recruit yeah. properly. Mm. And also, I suppose, with that in mind, like not to go over old wounds too much, but you've got to give him credit for keeping some of the guys that, you know, probably... Oh, it's a would slight criticism in terms of the squad balance. It's not a massive yeah. one. It just maybe wasn't the right choice to have one extra attacking player. But again, that goes back to your point was about maybe needing bigger squads for teams to cope with the ACL. And look, yes, they've got the young... T- you are got- allowed 30 players, but everyone just... It's a youth team, basically, to make it up. It is, but what, I think what we need is bigger squads for the A-League. Yeah. We need to put two players on. You can have, I think it's 20 senior players and three NYL, something like that, for the A-League. Something yeah. to that effect, yeah, yeah. It should become 22 plus three. Yeah. You, you need to give some cover for the A-League so you can actually rotate senior players around. Uh, I, yeah, I'd say you need a minimum of 22 senior players because that way you've got cover for every position. So mm-hmm. you could have a backup striker for McLaren yeah. instead of relying... Well, we do. Katabian is supposed to be that player, as a senior player. Mm. I think Raw's actually lucky because most sides have had to drop, well, Adelaide have had to drop one foreign player. We're, yeah. we're lucky we're going with our full 29. Yeah. And that's actually one thing that's worked out quite well is, I suppose, the fact that, that aside from Petratus, I haven't really had anyone leave. And I think we were all a little bit worried that maybe McLaren was going to go. Mm. And look, while, yes, he's not performing up to the level of last year, he's at least a competent body that they can throw out there. And can we put to bed the idea they should have sold McLaren in January? Because the Warners were looking for a striker all January and the best they could find was Ryan Griffiths. Yeah. I'd rather just keep McLaren for three or four months. If, he's, if he is leaving, just keep him for that period of time. Yeah, it's very rare to pick up a good player yeah. in that January yeah. window. It's a high risk. Mm. And yeah, there were like we've got some other comments talking about, you know, pathetic and it's an indictment on youth development. I thought Mark Bosnich and Mark Rudan in the post-game last night went on about how it's a huge crisis for Australian football. But I saw... I forget who on Twitter, I'm very sorry about that, but pointing out that two, two, three weeks ago, the Raw beat Shanghai Shenhua, which was a massive result. And all of a sudden now, Australian football's in crisis because mm. they've had a couple of bad weeks. Yeah, I think you can explain Wanderers and Adelaide are poor in the A-League. We yeah. know why they're poor in the A-League. So they are going to be poor in the ACL. It would be an absolute miracle if they did anything different. I think you look at Raw when they started out in Shanghai. Great performance, great result. There was nothing wrong with that. And we've had some good youth players introduced, but you go forward 30-odd days and eight, nine games later, this is what happens. Yeah, and they just haven't got the bodies to cover it. Yep. And so. it would be nice if they fix this. If not for the Raw this time, then for whoever is in next year's as well, because this is not 
Mm. It's counterproductive, really. One small issue with that, though. Right now, it's looking like the two group stage participants are going to be Sydney FC and Melbourne Victory. Are you ready for the people saying that, oh, now that their darlings are in the Champions League, they're going to try and fix the scheduling issues? Yes, I am, because it's <laughs> the right, it is the right thing to do. Yeah. What they have to do is keep it consistent. They also have to go back to seeding the top four in the FFA Cup, as they used to do. If you've qualified for the ACL, you should have an easier draw. We had to play Perth. We weren't ready for the Perth game in, in, in July. Whenever we treated we it, it like pre-season, really. We did, and, and that, that rules it out the FFA Cup. But, yeah, they have to fix the scheduling. It's, it's, the, only, it's the only thing to do. Don't think I'll say to your points, I don't recall this discussion being had a year ago when it was victory in Sydney in the Champions League. I know, but uh, that was just something I was just yeah. waiting. I'm waiting to hear. Oh, if, it's, if, it's they do, if they do the right thing and say, all right, look, we are going to give the Champions, League's cl- the Champions League clubs a little bit of a break with the scheduling... Because we've got that split round coming up in a couple of weeks, which, by the way, we've got to work out how we're going to fill those shows. But, you know, maybe another couple of those, and it means maybe you do have an extra midweek round during this January well, school international holidays. International break help as well, because Wellington have got a game coming up in March where they could lose 12 players. And the FA still haven't said we're going to move that game. But That's th- ridiculous. Those international breaks could be the perfect excuse for split rounds because... And you can catch up yeah. games then as well. If you do miss a game... In, so let's say, okay, let's say the Raw don't play the game against Wellington on Saturday because it's too tired to turn around. Okay, so we'll move that game to that international time. Yeah. Look, there's a lot of things that can be done. What, what, what seems to be missing is any ideas coming out of the FFA. They just seem to say, this is the way it is. Well, what they said yesterday, we're not going to... We're happy with the status quo for the next couple of years. Yeah. yeah. Well... I think there's a lot more we can talk about that, and we're actually going to get onto that in segment three. So we're going to get out of here and come back after this break. One quick point. Oh, yes. Thomas Broich came off the bench last night. Oh, I, yeah, sorry, I, I forgot no, to tee you up for this. I have no, no reason. cannot understand why he came on. The game was 4-0. He shouldn't have even got off the, got off the bench to warm up. The game is over. Put the youth kids on. Uh, look, he, he was sent off the bench to walk around. He, he, the, whoever came Good. off And get Nick D'Agostino to go on there and walk around. Thomas Broich, that's beneath him to go out there at 4-0. That's Fair just enough. my view anyway. No, I think well, that is actually one thing I did blackout from last night unfortunately i couldn't black out all six goals going in but <laughs> past jamie young by the way so at least we can stop the uh oh, jamie young never concedes in 2016-17 stuff but yeah it was a good run while it lasted wasn't it it was yeah and then but not but yeah no don't worry it was all the defense's fault it was never jamie young all right i'm gonna go before i say something stupid this is Please a brisbane do. football review Thanks for listening to the Brisbane Football Review, powered by Outside90.com.